Woo! Hello! I'm Kia! And I'm Florence! And this is Melanin! And Madison! I used to watch a lot of Three's Company, and so that was like kind of Three's Company too. And that's all I remember. Take a come and knock on our door. Yeah, we'll be waiting for you. Something, something, Three's Company too. I like that too. Yeah, no, I don't know why I watched that. I think it was one of those like you only have like one DVD. That was the only thing that was on. Well, now my mom bought me the. Oh God! Like no, series, not me. <laughs> okay, well, God, I'm alone here. Anyway, <clears throat> um, hey guys, hi. You, sorry, it's been forever. Yeah, you probably forgot all about us, but we're still alive. So, ha, huh, we made it. I Come. hope you guys are as pressed to listen to our episodes as my dog is to see, see you. me. <laughs> so yeah, we um we had a very fun weekend. Okay, wait, we'll tell you all about it. Let's hop into our elders' elevation. That's me. Okay. Um, keep talking because I lost it. No, no, no. We'll work on this. Um, yeah. So um, the past uh, th- three weeks or so, we've been pretty good. You know, healthy. We've been drinking water. Uh, the sleep is nimble on my part, but I know Florence sleeps pretty routinely as far as like getting <laughs> adequate hours. So I'll just claim hers as well. Um, we definitely are fed. Um, everything from the food pyramid, not so much, but I know, you know, I cover the, the fatty portion and then slow <laughs> kind of fits in some of the fruits more than I do. So do you have the quote yet? I do. Blessed. <laughs> Go. <laughs> okay. This is by Carter G. Woodson. At this moment, then the Negroes must begin to, to do the very thing they, they have been taught they cannot do. Read it one more time. Yeah, no, no. Try. It was not understandable. Let me try again. <clears throat> At this moment, then, the Negroes must begin to do the very thing which they have been taught they cannot do by Carter G. Woodson. Awesome. Do we know what he was referring to? Or just, this was a moment. Well, now, so we looked him up and he did, um, he's an African-American who did, um, he was like one of the first scholars to pursue African-American history. So... He made history in that way, which is very interesting. Yeah, so this is kind of a segue into where we were at this weekend. We oh wait 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 we have to I'm waiting. We got to tell them about. Okay, so we have no um, honey messages. So (laughs) oh yeah, none. Yeah, (laughs) if you'd like to message us, um, tell us about your interviews because it's heavy interview season. Um, if you're frantically um you know preparing for an interview or anything like that let us know um email us at melanin and medicine zero two at gmail.com um for any new listeners hi i hope you were able to binge watch for the past three weeks we were on hiatus (laughs) um so yeah you know if you have any questions email us where i'm always looking at my phone usually really excited to see emails um i delete instagram during the week so if you message us on instagram don't don't expect a rapid response. Yeah, um, I was like, and my notifications are off. Yeah, so <laughs> we kind of suck there. But email is solid. So if you email us, we'll definitely get back to you. Um, if you don't already follow us on Instagram, follow us at melanin period in like i n period medicine. Um, and then on Twitter, if you want to follow us, it's melanin and medic zero one. Um, but I don't check my Twitter. You don't check anything. So yikes! No shame. <laughs> but yeah. So if you want to see us all the time, um, follow us somewhere. Okay. Interview question. 
Um, if you don't get into medical school this cycle, what will you do? So, <clears throat> back in the day. Of course. Which I praise the Lord for. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really had times where I thought that was going to be reality. But, okay. So, if I were not to get into medical school this cycle, I would, um, call, I can't call the school to find out what was like lacking in my application. Mm -hmm. You can do that. Yeah, you can do that. Um, um, some schools do it. Like I know at Morehouse, like they do it way later, but like, yeah, yeah, so you can call and see what was lacking in your application. I would do that. And then I would, um, use the next year to, um, strengthen what was lacking in my application. So if it's the MCAT, I would, Maybe reconsider taking and studying again. If it's getting more shadowing, I could find different doctors or research opportunities or just um, work on building up my resume and um, doing things and solidifying like my science background before I reapply um, for the next cycle. That was a solid answer. Like literally, I always they always ask me that and I'd be like, I'm going to reapply, you know, I'm going <laughs> to spend the year working yeah. and getting new life experiences. But truth be told, I had no idea what I'd do if yeah, I did not I, make it. <laughs> that was a, uh, excuse my language, BS answer. It was a textbook. I, textbook <laughs> I, yeah, answer. textbook answer. Yeah. I definitely would. I, wouldn't, I would be crying. Yeah. 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 You know, take a moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. But I mean, we're crying anyway. So. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a really good answer. And emphasize like the fact that you can call and ask these schools i think it's only if you get rejected like if you get waitlisted you can't ask why you got waitlisted oh yeah i, I don't think I you don't can think so but i think it's only if you get rejected when you can be like yeah like i'd like to know why because yeah. like if they can't tell you why it's mm-hmm. shady um and if you're like really interested in going to that particular school and you really do call and follow up and see why and they like the next year if you get an mm-hmm. interview and you're like I called, I figured out, like, I needed to strengthen, um, this, strengthen part. this part, like, take a class, got a master's, did this. They're going to be like, wow, this person really wanted to go to our school. They mm-hmm. took the time to call, talk to people, like, figured it out. And that'll definitely boost you up for the next year. Yeah. I wonder if Harvard would do that. Oh, no. Uh, well, that was that <laughs> attitude. <laughs> I don't know. Let me. <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking, like. If I was like, if I got a weak little score, but I was like, I really want to be here. I wonder how much they'd be like, you know what, sis? We'll take it. They, mm-mm. <laughs> no. They're strictly about numbers. <laughs> You're not wrong. They would um, laugh. Oh, well, um, besides Harvard, you got a good chance. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that. Um, this is why we need to do the show like very consistently because I'd be figuring our segments. So I think we're ready for our stepping stones. Whoa. Okay. Um, so the first one is tell them about our weekend. Yeah. So this weekend we were in Chicago. Woo! <laughs> and we were at Armac. Yeah. So should we start from the beginning? We so, absolutely should. So one, we were super, super excited. Wait, let's talk about SMA. Wait, oh. these, yeah, yeah, talk about SMA. Okay, so we went to the our regional um, SNMA conference. So it's called Armac. Um, it stands for something? Medical region. Education Conference? Yes, Regional Medical Education Conference. Sure. Yes. Yes. Okay, so we went. Um, ours was in Chicago. Um, 
we were really excited. So like I'm I'm sure they do this at schools. Like our school gave us allotted us a certain amount of money. Oh yeah, yeah. To you go. Had to apply yeah, and then, yeah. Yeah. So like we didn't have to pay for it out of pocket, which was great. Usually so, it's yeah. through sorry. Oh you, no, yeah, no. Usually it's through the diversity office. So if you have a, a SMMA chapter and for those who don't know what SMMA is it's we'll explain it at the end yeah <laughs> so well we no yeah we'll explain it okay so it stands for student national medical, medical association. association so it's um basically was founded it was like um i pulled up all the information oh okay because i was so, like hey i think like ama like when it first started it they wouldn't let minorities blacks in, blacks okay i'll yeah. say blacks um into um AMA, the American Medical Association. Yes, um, and so they started the National Medical Association for exclusively like minorities and um, underrepresented groups, and then they made like a medical school branch called SNMA. Well, now, okay, the NMA was for African Americans, but yeah, we're not segregated type of people, <coughs> so we just let everyone in because yeah, you know, inclusion <clears throat> and diversity, and why not? Um, side note, can we acknowledge the shade and like calling it national versus like them calling it American? I just want that to be very obvious oh, because wow. if I it was American, you'd let everyone in. However, we're going to call it national because girl, mean what you say. Anyway, uh, <laughs> ouch. Yeah, um, the shade. I might, I might get kicked out of AMA. Anyway, <laughs> you will not. Um, so yes, so we went through SNMA, like the chapter at our school, they allotted us a certain amount of money. So Mm -hmm. it was like us and three other girls, um, that are at our school. We all got together and, um, we were super excited because we rode the train for the first time. Oh yeah. That was a lot of fun. The train was good. Yes. I would highly recommend if you're a medical student and you have like a train, you could take a train somewhere to a conference. I Fairly close. It. Yeah. Yes. Cause it was amazing. They had like tables. So we, it was literally like being at home and studying. They had like a cafe. Yeah. yeah. And like we had our headphones in, we studied and then we got to our location. It was Didn't great. have to sleep and like drive. Cause Chicago was like eight hours away from us. Yeah. And somehow the train was like seven. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it was a deal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so, okay, so um, we got there, yes. I went to the conference. Wow, um, you skipped over. Where? The Airbnb. I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so plan ahead is um, what I learned from this. If you're going on a trip for medical school, um, and you can use this information for your interviews as well, I would say. Yeah. If you're going on an interview, um, the train would be a great way to travel if it's a close enough medical school interview. Um but plan ahead so that you're not scrambling or you're not paying more for a living space than you need to. Um, and I know that's kind of hard with interviews because it's like sometimes they'll hit you up two weeks out. Yeah. Um, but if you do stay at an Airbnb, do your research. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I'll say. We enjoyed the inside of our Airbnb. Mm-hmm. The outside was sketchy. A little but, questionable, but... Oh, yeah, I'm questionable. Yeah. Um, but SNMA, or the RMEC was... Like, nothing less than incredible. Yeah. It was yeah. incredible. Like, a whole day. So, that night, the night we got there, the night before, we had, like, a little, like, mixer, basically, with, like, appetizers at a restaurant. We got to meet everybody. It was really nice. There were a lot of beautiful cultures represented. Very diverse experience. Um, it was so fun to just, like, talk. And, like, it was, it was really interesting because it was, like, being in a space where you could, like, openly... Like, it was very comfortable. Yeah. Like, I, we... Okay, so this is hilarious. We walked into the restaurant and, like, couldn't find anybody. Like, it was hardly, like, filled 
in the general public way. So we were like, okay, like, I guess maybe we're in like a private room. And so we look to the corner and there's like these three black girls who are also lost like AF. And they're like looking around and we're, we look at them and we're like, okay, so this could be super offensive. I don't know, but are you with SNMA? And they're like, yeah. And we're like, okay, cool. Are you lost too? They're like, yeah. We're like, okay, cool. So it was just that bad. Like it was very like, as soon as you knew they were with your group, like it was like easy connection. We had conversation. We talked about our medical schools. We talked about how we got here. Did we take the train? Like conversation really just like flowed. Mm-hmm. And that was like different. Like I feel like that was very, it was a very comfortable space. And I think they made it that way. Like the people in charge of our, our mech really made the effort to make it a comfortable kind of experience for yeah. everyone. So, um, our mech was a long day. It was a very long day, but it was so insightful. Oh, um, we learned, I think the biggest takeaway from our mech that I told Kia was I finally like kind of understand the match and residency. <laughs> I'd and, say like, I have like, I went from like 30% to like 60. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they did a phenomenal job of like explaining like residency and the process and like mm-hmm. what we needed to do to make ourselves strong applicants. Um, other than like step which like in my head like that's that's really everyone talks about so it was it was really it was really eye-opening and I appreciated it Mm -hmm. um and I was super excited because I've been looking for a black OBGYN mentor and I found one and she was great (laughs) so I was really excited no she gave me her number I need to text her oh yeah text her oh yes immediately yeah oh I guess I found a mentor too yeah yeah it wasn't at it wasn't at RMEG oh yeah She's my fave. <laughs> and I'm really excited. Yeah. She said I can talk to her. Like, you know, <laughs> often. I'm so happy. Um, but yeah, no, we, uh, we, we gained a lot. I feel like there was one segment, and I recorded little bits of the conference, and I'll put that at the end. Um, there's little bits uh, that we went to because they basically scheduled the whole day. Um, and some things are like, oh, you can go to this, you can go to this. But then there's other things that are like mandatory. Um, so one of the mandatory things they had for us was... Um, uh, was it public public health? Oh yeah, yeah, or like public health. Um, and there was a basically a lawyer who came in. She basically told us all about um, like how health professions like kind of um, worked in Chicago and how politically the numbers looked for the health crisis going on there. Um, different efforts that they've used to change the health um, outcomes for for minorities in Chicago mm-hmm. um, and the ways that it's kind of gotten worse also um as well so that was really helpful because she basically really encouraged like us at at a very young point in our career Mm -hmm. um to get involved in the political affairs of our areas or our local community or really get involved in that kind of conversation because as physicians we will have a very good view of the health you know in our community um and we'll also have a very good way of kind of managing that health in a very good way, if, you know, if you want that vocal platform, you have it. I think that's really good. It was really encouraging. Um, I was like, I also really liked, one thing that really bothered me, though, was that. <laughs> you didn't say what you liked. Okay. But I. Spit it out, girl. Okay. I like, okay. So I liked how we got to talk to people who are kind of in like the a same, a similar space as us, but at a different medical school. Because I, I feel like a lot of our. 
interactions are very similar we like i feel like we all kind of like go through the same problems wait what do you mean like with like diversity and stuff because and it's crazy like to all me. schools no like the minorities oh because like, like when we were talking with girls from like minnesota yeah like, i feel like diversity is like a huge thing it's lacking yeah mm-hmm. and they they were shocked like they thought their diversity oh, at their school was lacking and they have would they say 30? Roughly 30. Because one of the girls was like, it's not 30. Then she was like, it's 30. So yeah. They it's have, 25. Yeah. <laughs> um, African-American students in their, like, in a class. and In one class. In one class. And Out of 200? Yeah, something? 200 something. And to us, we were like, what? And they were, like, shocked. Because, like, I'm like, we don't even have to think about our, mm-hmm. how many, like, black people we have in a class. We have seven. Mm-hmm. Like, we know we have seven. It doesn't even make two hands. Not um. both. And there's no black. However, men. However, um, she so she explained to me at the restaurant, she was like, they have a lot of different campuses. Like, like we yeah. do, but they have like, I think a couple more. But she said one of the campuses only has one black girl out of like 28 students. Which, like, things like that. Like, I don't feel like that's fair. No. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like that's fair at all. I feel like, and, and you can say like, What's, who's to say if they were to put another black girl at that campus that they get along? Fair. Like, yes, absolutely. But give them the opportunity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just, just for the sake of, like, she has to be the representation. Exactly. And, yeah, and they were even saying one of the girls, like, they have her on, like, the whole website. Because, like, <laughs> that's their diversity. And they want to scream diversity, diversity. And it's just, like, I think it just, for minorities, it just gets to the point where it's just, like, you're tired of being, like, the face like you're tired of being like the minority the diversity representative (laughs) and it's you just have to represent yourself like you shouldn't be the face of the school because you're that minority no it's like it's like a diluted honor like it's like okay if you plucked me out of like 50 students I feel good you know you're on the school website at your undergrad you're like oh my goodness I'm famous Mm -hmm. you're at the school website but there's only seven of you and you know why you're, you know what I mean? It, it kind of convolutes the real intention there. Like, it's like, did you pick me because I was in the right place at the right time and I look good? Or did you pick me because you wanted me to validate our diversity? Yeah. But yeah. And, and that was a, a growing conversation while we were at um, RMEC. It was the fact that, you know, we know that we are very underrepresented in medicine and even though like there's a lot of great efforts to change that number, they talked about over and over the fact that the number of African-American men applying to medical school hasn't changed like much in the past 50 years. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's, it's changed by like four. Yeah. Which is like, <laughs> and it, like I knew it was a problem, but just being at Armec, like there was a room probably full of what would you say? Like 60 students. I'd say a hundred. A hundred students. We could and there was like 10, 15 black men. Out of 10, 15, 15 is pushing it. Yeah. Okay. I'll say 10. They, they raised was, their hands and I was like, this is awful. Like it was bad. Like at the conference, the conference was probably 90% women. Like, and what's crazy is this is like all the medical school. This isn't just one class. Mm-hmm. So envision that as one medical school class. Like that's the situation. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad. Um, so I don't know. That's just one thing that like we've really been talking about, like between us two, is just like I don't I don't even know like how we can like express to medical school boards and stuff that like this is a dangerous it's like, a disorder. problem and yeah because I feel like when we talk it's probably like oh like 
Of course you're going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's like, we really don't have much opportunity to have like, like we could unite as a, you know, across the class kind of situation. But then you get into, okay, well, everybody knows like third year medical school, you're really in the hospital. And then fourth year medical school, you really just trying to get in residency. So it's really like between the M1s and the M2s. But then if you have seven like total black minorities in the M1 class, okay, well, that means all of them would have to, you know, at least say something to make a ripple. And then it's just like people don't really want to be that advocate, you know, and, and they shouldn't have to feel that way. But it's like it's frustrating because even if we were to do our most it could still fall on deaf ears. Yeah. And that's like the hardest part. But I do, I mean, I appreciate the fact that we do go to a school that listens. And people say that over and over and over. And I'm leaning on that, you know, mm-hmm. a lot to believe. Like if we did go to, to someone to say, can we get a little more, you know, cultural representation? Not even just black. Because when you think about the like the, um, the Asian demographic in our class, yeah. Pretty low. Yeah. I um, think it's just because Asian isn't considered underrepresented. Oh, in medicine? medicine. I mean, even so- our school, at the prestigious schools. Yeah, true. They'd be there. Yeah. And then um, the Latin representation, oh, lacking. No, it's lacking. Yeah. Even um, like Middle Eastern. I'm trying to be very politically correct because I'm really running through my political um, correctness words. Yeah. But yes, yeah, like um, any type of cultural representation it's just lacking and it's frustrating because it's like why yeah and it's like we shouldn't have to go to a conference to be in a room full of people that look like us like that was the first time i have ever been in a room with a collective group with black like uh, medical students yeah and i'm like wow this is or minority medical students yeah yeah. and i'm like this is really because i'm like honestly when i go to class like i feel like i have to be a certain type of way like i have to be professional like i have to like have my hair a certain type of way and like all this stuff and it's just like we don't even feel like we can study on campus no (laughs) (laughs) that's another story but I, I've never been in a room before and felt part of the group. Uh, it was very moving. And yeah. it's like, I'm what, I'm 25. Like, this shouldn't be my first time experiencing something like no. this. No. Like, take, in, take into account, we didn't have a MAPS at our undergrad. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe some people feel like, oh, well, I had that opportunity at MAPS. Like, they just made a MAPS at our school last year. Yeah. And we've been well removed from that. Um, it's just because, like, you know that feeling when we looked around and we were like, wow, like, there's so was, many black educated people in this room. Like, that is impactful. what our classmates feel like every single day. And they, the they fact, didn't even notice. No. And, like, we had to actually, like, we, like, thought about it. Like, yeah. we actively thought about it. Like, imagine not actively thinking about it. And, like, that is the root of the problem. And yeah. as, like, a majority, like, the privilege you have not, like getting up in the morning and not have to think about being a minority is huge. Like. Yeah, it's true. I mean, even in small group, like if someone says something problematic, if somebody says pro- something problematic in class, like unless the teacher realizes that's problematic, you're just probably one of like a handful of people that notice that that's problematic. Yeah. But it's not like you're going to stand up in a class of like 200 and be like, hey, that was really problematic. Like it, it puts a lot of pressure on the minorities available to represent. It's... And if you say it's problematic, they're just going to, they're going to use the race card. They're going to be like, because you're black. Of course you feel that way. Yeah. Well, maybe they didn't mean it racially. Like what? 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 Anyway. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's an ongoing conversation. And really, I'm very grateful that one, 
I was able to go with a very supportive group of people who wanted to experience yeah, that. I, I feel agree. like, you know, the students who went from our school really were engaged and really loved the experience. Like, no one came back and was complaining. Yeah. I will say that. And we did not study this weekend. Oh, and God. we're going to pay for it this week. But just having that experience is, like, honestly going to push sure. us, like, so much further in medical school our career yeah and like life lessons so, it, gave, yeah. it gave great insight to like different residency programs and like what we should be doing now i feel like we'll have a lot more insight on what we can tell you guys to do during medical school um because that experience really kind of made me more motivated to like organize organize my uh plans for medical school yeah and like at least i like when i was like i definitely feel like i should set out like a four-year plan i definitely do like yeah over winter break, and I know that was the key for the weekend. We were like, over winter break, we're gonna do this. Over winter break, we're yeah, gonna do this. I need to like write it all down. <laughs> over winter break, I'm gonna lose 30 pounds. I'm gonna drink all my water. My hair gonna be down on my butt. It's gonna be great. Um, but yeah, so over winter break, I really do want to uh, write a four year plan and just like make sure to have options, you know, because options are the way mm-hmm. you keep from being disappointed. But definitely like give myself a good guide to where I want to head because I feel like a lot of where I went wrong in undergrad was like falling into where I think I should go yeah and that's what took me so long to get here oh I like that and honestly like I think that what you just said like that's why I love the medical field so much because I feel like we're supposed to be here and then you dictate your path in it you know so I feel like that's for sure yeah yeah so instead of like having that mindset like knowing finding your place in the field is like really where you want to go yeah yeah that's true and and we really do have that like capacity like we're I think that's something you said that this weekend too you were like that's like so different from any other field because you can literally go to whatever capacity you want in medicine and yeah I just don't want to look up one day and be like how did I get here that's like the one thing that I just don't I can't even imagine that Mm -hmm. so um yeah SMA is a beautiful organization so I was gonna say so if you ever have the opportunity and especially like look up funding um I know for the SNMA conferences like if yours hasn't happened like you can get funding through directly through SMA. I think you have to apply for stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, like go to these conferences, go to It's definitely for all ages. Yeah. Like yeah. We like preach all this stuff all the time. Like this is really like what is gonna set you apart from other people. Mm-hmm. It's like doing these little things and going to these conferences because our classmates were studying this weekend, like Oh the shit. <laughs> Just saying. They were studying this weekend. And they didn't even know where we were going. No. And we told them we were going to uh, Chicago. They were like, oh, what for? We'd be yeah. Like, it's for SNMA. And, and they we were went like, for free. And they'd be like, well, what's SNMA? And I'm like, it's the meeting that you went to and got the free pizza and then walked out. Mm. Um. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. go to these things. Like, they really do inspire you. They give you ideas. They, like give you motivation to figure out what you want to do. Because the medical field is huge. Like, I feel like, and that's the stage, like, that's where you don't lose sight of studying because studying sucks. But like, <laughs> if you have a direction and a path you know you want to be at, it just kind of, it, it allows you to enjoy your studying, you know? You want to know what I would have liked? What? I think I would have liked at least some like white professors or white physicists, like physicians or like mm-hmm. somebody from the majority who was like an ally there was the keynote speaker who was definitely an ally like he was like down with he's with it but he i'm like cause. yes this is an organization for african-americans but i would like for people to be in these spaces 
who are at different in different rooms. Yeah. And um that was something I think he said that he was like or no, maybe it was another uh yeah. speaker, but it was someone who was like, I wanna know what's said when I'm not in the room. Mm-hmm. And when someone who doesn't maybe it, was, it probably wasn't him then, who um what is said when you know no one like me is in that room and who's standing up for us when no one is in that room and I think that's a really big thing like we can say all we want we can say all we want but like you said like they'll be like oh it's because you're black you feel that way oh it's because you're a minority you feel that way oh it's because you're the only woman in the space that you feel that way but it's like somebody who looks the ideal way represents the uniform like American the ideal American that stands up for the same situation, they have no benefit in the room. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, if they're standing up for a minority in any right who doesn't have, you know, the same experiences, that means something. People yeah. will listen. And I hate that it's that way, but it's true. So um, I, I think people should really understand, like, you don't have to identify as a minority to understand where minorities are coming from. Cause, yeah, because it's just, like, little things. Like, I know you saying that to remind me of this. Like, in my small group or whatever, there's two, like, I have two white males. Well, yeah, two white males. And, like, if me and... Um, the other one, black the, girl. Yeah, the other black girl, if we say something and it's clearly correct or right, like, they... To validate it, they'll, like, look at each other. Instead of addressing us, who clearly said the statement, they'll look at each other and talk about what we just said and, like, verify to each other if what we said is right. And it's it's little things like that and being in a space like that. Like, having not... Like, they don't... How do I say this? Like They don't trust you? Yeah, they don't trust... They don't trust They don't respect you enough to trust you. Exactly. (laughs) And it's just, like, instead of being, like, our advocate, like, being opposite of what that guy was, like... You're being, they don't realize like the microaggression. Yeah. And they don't realize. <laughs> the condescending, like yeah. how condescending. Because then imagine if like you weren't, because you said like some people aren't as strong in their knowledge or not strong in their confidence. Yeah. They're not as confident in their knowledge as they should be, which I mean, medicine will do that to mm-hmm. you. So it's like, let's say, you know, you get to a point where you really think you're right, but they're like, you know, I don't know. I'm, that doesn't sound really and like why are you validating what i just said to another white male like look at me and validate what i said to me so it's just like i guess this can segue into our next stepping stone Mm -hmm. if like we didn't have like our self-growth and our self-worth like confidence yeah and confidence like i would really take that stuff personally but in my head i'm like i know i'm right like i put in the hours of studying like it's it's showing in like my results like so it's like i i know what i'm worth like i'm not gonna let you dictate how my success goes you know yeah and honestly it took a lot to get here and not many students are here i mean i'm mm-hmm. still not confident in my stuff but and you need to be okay so yeah our next <laughs> stepping stone right now is like finding your self-worth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um i think how do you think you did it I don't know if this is oh. personal. Is this too personal? Is anything too personal? <laughs> podcast, these people know tons about me. <laughs> and um, the sad part is you guys don't even know half of our personal stuff. Lord. No, they know most of it. <laughs> um, so, no. Uh, I, uh, I'd i say myself... Okay, so I'll say becoming confident in my knowledge um, started with my postback. Okay. Definitely with Dr. Paul. Um, and I talk about Dr. Paul a few times, but she basically was the professor at our um, postback program who taught us how to learn. 
Um, mm-hmm. She did a lot of uh, the classes she taught was academic enrichment. It was focused, you know, mostly cars specific teachings. Mm-hmm. But she taught us basically one to never change our answer, um, and just really like. If you're the type of person who doubts yourself, understand why you're doubting what you know. Mm, I like it. Yeah, and then like identify what it is when you notice that you're confident. Yeah. And then really hone in on that. So like what it is about my studies that makes me confident. When I can eliminate answers, when I can look at something and be like, I know this is right because the other three are wrong because I know what they are and I know what they do. And um, I think just like even knowing that you put in the work and time to study be confident in that, you know? Mm, that would be good if... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm still working on it. But like when yeah. I do, because like that last exam, yeah, I knew I, I knew I passed. Girl, it y'all, I Kia, I, I got done with my test oh. like with like 30 minutes left, and I was like, let me just check over this, and because Kia, I'm gonna wait because I'm gonna be sitting out there. I definitely need to spend time <laughs> and I was like, let me just check it because I'm like, I'm about to be sitting there anyways. I could just sit in here, and then I saw her get up. I was like, cool, submit. I was like, yeah. Now that's one way to feel. Now me, I stood up and the room was like still full and my heart stopped. Like I was like, oh God, I done whiz through this exam, didn't know anything. And that's a big difference between our confidence. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not like I have very, and I'm, I think I'm suspicious. We've talked about this. Like mm-hmm. I'm suspicious of myself all the time. I'm the biggest critic I can know because I, I feel like being that way has got me there. And but you're like, working on it. I'm working it's on a it growing process. because Flo keeps yelling at me for not working on it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like it, it's something that I, I acknowledge it because yeah. I never really mm-hmm. realized how much I doubted myself. And I think that's the trauma from retaking the MCAT. Yeah. That's the trauma from, you know, do, going through undergrad thinking you did great, then looking around like mm-hmm. and being like, oh crap, like I'm behind. Yeah. So I think that's just how medical experience or how this track kind of makes you yeah i agree um but eventually you know i'm gonna be the only person in the operating room yeah and i have to be confident yeah you know when i close i have to be confident when i make a diagnosis i have to be confident in these cases and so i i know that's where this is going yeah and i think that's like the biggest thing but yeah bro confidence where did you get your confidence um, it definitely started with my postpartum program. I think I said it in like a pre- previous episodes. Like I know in undergrad, I feel like I started undergrad very lost and like not really knowing how to study or like not really knowing where to go. And, um, I had a study partner, um, and I just kind of <laughs> used to like dictate my study habits towards the way, like he used to study and like... The way he used to study just, like, was not... It was just kind of, like, read through things, and that was that. And, like, I just thought that's how you're supposed to study. Because, I like, I feel like in high school, I didn't really know You did, like, super yeah. super surface level. Yeah. Like, in, in high school, all you did was memorize. So, in college, when I came, I thought that's all you did was memorize. So, read and memorize. And, like, it took me a while, and I wasn't performing well on tests. And so, I, whenever I got to my postback program, like, Kia, like, I really... It, it was... To the point where I was on my own, I had to start from the beginning. So I was like, okay, let's dive into studying. Like, how am I going to do this? And so I just really had to learn who I was and learn, like, my studying habits and figure out this is what I need to do to mm-hmm. do well. And so it was definitely, like, a growing trying trial and error process. And after that, um, I still doubted myself, you know? like. Yeah. And so, like, constantly studying and um, 
doing tests and practice, like I, I could see the self-doubt in myself mm-hmm. and I still do it today um, with like test questions because I've never been like a strong test taker. So like for me, um, oh, but you're strong now, Fred. Here's this. Bitch, Fred's out here. Oh my God. You're a rock. <laughs> <laughs> but I think for me, it's like changing the, my mindset about stuff and just mm-hmm. being like, I studied, like I know this and like not doubting myself and yeah. really going into questions strong is what's really helped me so far. Cause, um, at our school, like I, I go to the learning specialist to like help with test taking stuff. Mm-hmm. And one day, like I was answering questions and he was like, he stopped me and he was like, why do you do that? And I was like, do what? And he was like, you literally read the question you say the right answer and then you go to the answer choices if it's like a topic that like you're not that confident on and you'll say the right answer before you answer and then you'll pick the wrong answer after you said the right thing and I was like oh I do do that and he was just like (laughs) you need to stop doubting yourself and just go into things strong and I was like yeah you're right so that's just really been my mindset about stuff now like just knowing like who I am and knowing my studying and just being confident um, it's hard. It's yeah. it's so yeah. hard to have confidence. Like it's hard. It's hard because one, like, I hate to get social about it, but as a minority, you do doubt yourself. There's yeah. like there's like a dose of like even. But we doubt ourselves because of the little things that our well, classmates do with like well, yeah. looking at each other to make us verify if we're right. It makes you very but, insecure, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's like okay, even in undergrad, like. They had their clicks. They did well. They they complain when they got a ninety eight. When I was looking at this sixty six happy, <laughs> you know, like it, it it was things like that where you really feel inferior before you even open the book. Yeah, and it's like when you have that kind of mindset, and and you may have this as a white male listening to this, and I want you to know we are not like Bashing, excluding no. your experience, but this is mine. Yeah, and I'm telling that. Yeah. Um, and I think it goes, cause I know like for me, like an elementary school, like, and even some classes, like I definitely had teachers be like, oh, you can't do this. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, definitely. And so it's just like from, I've even had, I've even had black men girl to say, wow, you want to be, you know, that's hard, right? Yeah. And you know, that's, yeah. you know, and I'd be, this is last year. <laughs> <laughs> when you say, oh, you know, I'm aspiring to be a physician. Wow, you know, that's a lot of schooling. That's a lot of this. That's a lot of that. Well, now I'm halfway through. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't even know that. But that's the... And you start internal. Like, if when multiple people start saying it, you you start, like, it starts being becoming subconscious. Yeah, you, know? you like, internalize it. You yeah. said it. It's a very, like, a very personal thing that you take. And um, to fight through that, I think we should be proud of. Yeah, I really do. That is that is something that was so beautiful about this conference. Like the fact that we know so many people experienced doubt. They mm-hmm. there were um, a panel of black physicians, uh, male physicians who were telling their stories, oh. and all of them had the ridi- <laughs> like a ridiculous amount of resiliency. They had to be so confident in like their path, their future, their destiny, and that's like the most encouraging thing. Like. To know that even when you're told no over and over and over and over and over again, there it only takes the right yes. Yeah. The right yes. Mm-hmm. Like not even more yeses. Just one person to listen, one person to look at you and be like, I see what you see in yourself. And then really cultivate that. That yeah. was like, oh man. Mm. <laughs> mm. I wish we didn't have to study. <laughs> Same. Yeah. yeah. So I guess personally, what about confidence and self-growth? So 
academic i think okay so advice academically like really sit down i don't know make a pros and cons list like see like <laughs> where you're strong where oh, you're see, not to like develop yeah. your confidence i would also say um when you answer questions if you're studying for the mcat studying for step one um and studying for step one really mm-hmm. does this too uh rate your confidence yeah yeah um rate your and a lot of new methods of like testing does this now but i would still like write a percentage um literally only in tens because let's not get petty um (laughs) (laughs) from you know one to ten or one to or ten to a hundred percent um basically saying how confident you are and i think when you see okay i'm a hundred percent confident but I'm getting it wrong versus I'm 30% confident, but I got all of these right. Yeah. You really get to see what the problem is. That's true. You know, is it is it because I doubt myself that I'm getting this wrong or is it because I really don't know it, but I think I do? Mm-hmm. Um, that's like the biggest thing. Yeah, because then you can, if you don't know it and you thought you did, you can go back and learn those skills over mm-hmm. again. But then if you are doubting yourself because you need to work on your confidence, at least you can look up inspirational quotes. You can find a mentor, you <laughs> yeah. know. And just yeah. practice. Yeah, and practice. Practice will build that confidence. Michael Jordan didn't, like, assume he was great and then stop practicing. Exactly. Because then you would, we wouldn't have known your name. Yeah, exactly. And don't be afraid to ask for help. Because, like, for me, like, to... Because we both... We go to the learning specialist not because, like, we have learning disabilities. But no. because, like, we... Like, I want to... Like, when I start fully studying for step, like, I want to be so confident in, like... Like yeah. my test taking ability where I don't even have to even ev- like ev- think I don't have to doubt myself. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, And I think like we know the value of being proactive in our learning yes. because of the postbacks. <laughs> like because <laughs> yeah. like, had we been proactive before, we wouldn't have needed the, yeah. you know, and that's that's huge. Like we're doing that now. Yeah. We're sitting here thinking, okay, like what do I need to do to get into residency? Yeah. That's our question. What And like my question to any residents that I meet has been, what did you do in, in medical school that sets you apart? Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't want people to look at my application and be like, well, this is the same as the other 90%. So, yeah. And well. like as schools like our school, like we're, we're pass fail. So yeah. like we don't even have grades and stuff to set us apart. So like you, you really have to like set yourself apart. Yeah. So don't like, don't be afraid to ask for help. Like, yeah. I think that's the dumbest thing you can do. And even don't if, get comfortable. Yeah. Oh no. no. A lot of our classmates are comfortable. Hard comfortable. <laughs> Molly and the Comfy Couch. <laughs> I so love that song. Bro, and she was a clown. <laughs> oh, I'm funny. Um, <laughs> yes, no, it's true. Like, don't get comfortable. No. And like, when you see people, and honestly, we've all done it. Like, we've all been like, oh, I see the people around me, you know, chilling, having cocktails, having mimosas, going out to brunch. Let me try it. And I tried it once, and I played myself. <laughs> I, we've all like we've all done it. The the point is to learn. Yeah. Once you play yourself that first time, do not keep going. Yeah. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. They say fool me once. What is it? A fool me fool once, shame on you. you. You fool me twice, shame, shame on, on me. Eating. Yeah. And it shouldn't be a third time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that's huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, self-worth. And it's it's hard. Like, I know we have some high school listeners. It's hard. It is, especially in high school. I think 
that's the hardest part. It is, but that's the most, you know, crucial. Uh huh. If you have the confidence, you should. And and don't don't let yourself play yourself with your confidence. Be humble, sweetie, because uh, you don't want to come out of, you know, high school thinking you're a senior. Yeah. Don't be the type of girl that, what, what's the song lyric? <laughs> the type of girl that won't even say hello. Yeah. <laughs> don't be the type of girl that don't even say hello. Yeah, because when you get there, you're going to have to find somewhere in campus. And if you don't say hi to people, they won't <laughs> tell you. Yeah. But yeah, so be be humble, but be confident when you when you know you know something. I think that's it. So what about personal confidence? Because we talked about school. It's hard. Um, oh, so personal confidence for me came from my mom. Um, my mom always really pushed having a healthy sense of self-worth. Mm-hmm. And I really, I always like listened. You know, I always like. Yeah, you kind yeah. of just shrug. Because, yeah, I would say for my parents too. Because, like, literally, my, my parents would be like, you don't need makeup. Like, you don't need this. Like, you don't need a boy. boy you, don't you don't need this. Like, my parents would be like, you're so smart. You're so beautiful. Which in high school would be like, yeah, y'all are annoying. Like, like literally, you're supposed yeah. to tell me that. Yeah, yeah, like, you're my parents. But, like, you tell them, Shana? Yeah. No. Yikes. But in my head, I'd be like, oh, roll the eyes. You know, roll the eyes. Like, <laughs> yes. they don't know. They don't know. <laughs> I'd be close that door. And they'd be like, like you, it was it was exactly how it was in the 1990s. Exactly, and it's not. <laughs> but really, like yeah. in today's society, it's really hard to have a healthy sense of self confidence, yeah. self worth, um, because a lot of people thrive on the validation of others. Yeah, and I think having like the people around you, a good group, a good group. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I think the three of us, like I, oh, me, you, Jackie, Jackie. They know. Yeah, they know. <laughs> We're, I feel like, cause I've, you guys have seen me at like lows, you know what I mean? And you guys will be like, no, like we need to get, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be afraid to get your friends together if they, if they're doubting themselves. Like, Flo tells me all the time I'm great. Oh. You do. Even when I'm trash, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, um, there was times where Jackie and I in undergrad, she, she, if we were at a low point, I don't know if you knew about this. If we were at a low or something, she'd be like, can you, like, tell me about myself? Like, can you boost me up? And I'd literally just Aww. be like, yeah. I'd be like, And this is, like, towards the end of our undergrad experience. Mm-hmm. But I'd be like, you know, you're going through. You've transferred. You've gotten your associates. You're getting your bachelor's. Mm-hmm. You're pursuing a master's. Like, you're doing great things. You've traveled. Like, and I'd really boost her up because that's what friends do. Like, I feel like if one of my friends are down and like they don't feel like they're worth being at the level that they see themselves mm-hmm. being, that's I feel that you know yeah. what I mean. Like mm-hmm. I you, I want you to feel good about yourself yeah. for no other reason because you're worth it. Yeah, yeah. And this journey is lonely. Yeah. Um, it it could be lonely if it, you let it. Yeah, be. if you let it be, it's it's hard. It's filled with lots of self doubt, um, worry, anxiety, but like. At the end of the day, like, if you have that self-confidence, have that self-worth, like, you can take a step back and be like, how did I get here? Like, I know I need to be here. Like, yeah, I can do this, you know? Yes. Yeah. We, we probably feel imposter syndrome. I know. After I leave CBCL, Hard. I, I feel imposter syndrome. I feel like I snuck into that white coat and, <laughs> you know, but I, I know yeah. they're not going to take me out for the simple fact that Fast already cashed a check. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't give it back. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you're right. Like... I think life experiences up until this point mm-hmm. has has uh, definitely helped my self confidence, self worth, um, and really, I think um, 
dating in the pond, uh, in a, in one pond when you should be fishing, or no, 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 fishing in one pond when you should be fishing in another, uh, or changing the bait. You, oh, you never, I, I've never heard that. One. I've heard it somewhere. Don't okay. look, don't quote me. But <laughs> it's true. Like if you're if you're this goes with the same idea. Like if you're surrounding yourself with negative energy, people who are insecure in themselves, people who don't know how to uplift themselves, yeah. friends, relationship, family, any of that, yeah. like. You have to realize that, and you have to realize that person is pulling you down. Yeah. Like that person is emotionally draining from you. If they're if they're constantly coming to you seeking validation, seeking approval, seeking encouragement, mm-hmm. but they can't give it when you need it, yeah. that cha- change all of it. Yeah. Throw throw the whole human away. Put put that yeah. out. And I think it, it's crazy because like I think we have just so much self worth. Um, a lot of people look at us and they'll be like, "Wow, like." You guys is like confidence with guys and like our yeah. expectations is crazy and it's like to us it's not crazy because it's like we know our self worth or, or it's a lot of the times I feel like a lot of the guys that like we've come in contact with they assume like we're women in medicine and we're gonna do an episode on this later but we're women <laughs> in medicine and like we just because we're single like we want to be wifed up like yeah and. No, that... No, I couldn't do that. No, like, we know our self-worth. We have our confidence, like... And we know what we're looking for. Like, yeah. I, I think... And I, I say this because we've experienced it. Like, mm. a lot of people say, like, we have unrealistic expectations for relationship. But we've experienced those guys, and we just understand, like, okay, like, this isn't the time for me. This isn't the time for me. You know, like, there's been different cases where you, that wasn't the right person. But the way we want to be treated has been given us mm-hmm. like we've we've experienced the expectations that we set yeah and so like a lot of people are like oh you guys have unrealistic expectations that kind of just tells you you're not you're not and the expectation yeah and, and that's fine it's yeah that's just not you are fine. somebody's blessing baby <laughs> but not ours you are not mine. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like in in this time is like the biggest value right now yeah and it's like and we're we have to be selfish with it yeah I, yeah I only have about 10 15 minutes to be disappointed in a guy that was not worth my time max so like max and in the same time you better watch the show because you're not gonna be able to watch that show <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta multitask or wash the dishes or something you gotta you gotta really like prioritize your time but that's true like yeah. because it's it's risky like I tell Flo all the time, like, a relationship is good, but if it's something that I, I'm not fully confident in succeeding, and not even, like, leading to marriage, but just something that can really cultivate me mm-hmm. and, like, help me grow, and I can help someone else grow, and we can do that as a unit. Yeah, throw it away. It's risky. It's mm-hmm. too risky. Yeah. And it's it's not even, like, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. yeah. It's just and risky. I think, like, if you're dating any of us, like, you're dating all of us. So I don't know. It's like us three. Yeah, I'm like I I just don't have time to sit here and listen to you complain about guys. So if you're complaining, I'm upset. Oh, you talking about me, bro? So so we're gonna throw you away. Yeah, no, because Flo would be like, you need to leave him, and I'd be like, I mean, he's not that bad, and you're like, no, but it's true, like yeah. And then we leave him, but we (laughs) but we do have like a strong bond, and I think that does impress a lot of guys too. Yeah, I'm amazed at how many guys are like, you have really good friends. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, why don't you? you. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like they don't even know their friends' birthdays and they claim they're good friends. That was shade. That was shade. That was heavy shade. I hope they listen. I do too. Anyway. 
<laughs> but you're right. Like we, but that sets the standard for our loyalty and the the type of connection we expect from people. Because we're like that. We we the genuine relationships we have in our lives are like this. Oh yeah. Like my close friends, my family. Like we are like yeah. like flow jacket. Like we are close, and that's how we how is how it should be. You should yeah. expect. The same thing from your social circles. You should be able to expect that. And I mean, now, I feel like my mom would give me a kidney a lot sooner than Flo and Jackie. <laughs> and I've been drinking that with y'all. Like, I don't want y'all's kidneys. But, <laughs> but I mean, like, like it's true. Like, it, you should just be able to expect the same kind of, like, mm-hmm. con- con- connection. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And we do have an application process, so if you want to be part of <laughs> for a four, <laughs> we don't have time for the for the two, no, for the three, no, no. But yeah, so self worth is something that you really have to work on, and it goes down. Mm-hmm. It goes down, and do not doubt yourself when it goes down, but yeah. just make sure to build it up. Yeah, and I think one thing too, the last thing I would, I would say is to um, really see uh, how, how much I say. See the things that um, you're like downfalls. Like I think knowing your downfalls and like things about your personality that isn't so great too mm-hmm. is also builds your self confidence. Because to me, I know I'm not a patient person, um, and I know this about myself. You don't have to be. Yeah, thanks. But I, I mean, I'm slow. It's problematic. But no, well, it's only <laughs> problem. Yes, yeah, it's, it's problematic. But you know. I'll be taking my time. So we work together. Yeah. <laughs> See? So it's just knowing things like your downfalls and things that don't make you as great or uh, that that really builds your self-confidence too because then you can reflect and be like, why didn't that situation work at that like the way I wanted it to? You, you can know? even say like, well, yeah. then that's... Hmm. But then you can learn from it and build the confidence from True. Because yeah. if you know like something about you, like I say, I say all myself, I doubt myself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like you said, maybe you can reflect on a situation and be like, why didn't that go well? Yeah. Because I, like, yeah. It, it can really, now, that, let's not take that into blaming yourself. Yeah. Because I feel like that's a slippery slope that For can sure. happen. Um, because some people are trash and they will let you blame yourself. Yeah. And they will. a joke. But... True. Um, or it's just like, like for me, like with dating, for instance, like I feel like cer- certain guys, like I'm not that comfortable with them, so I can't like be more vocal, you know what I mean? So I feel like I don't really show mm-hmm. my personality, and it's just because I feel uncomfortable, you know what I mean? So, ouch. like, was that dang? Are you no, wait. I'm saying ouch because, like, oh, I thought that was Athena. You vo- like, no, 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 she <laughs> was like, did she bite you? What no, happened? but I'm saying, like, ouch, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I know that about myself, so if I, I don't feel comfortable around you, like, I, I should know I should cut it off, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I want to ask more questions, but we're not, we about, to talk about, we're not about to give y'all all our business. Chill out, no, we're about to go to IHOP after this, so <laughs> we are so behind, yeah, we're behind, but yeah, so I, I love this episode. I hope people really hear it and don't get distracted by our dating situations yeah, just no. focus on the self-worth like mom i promise i'm studying <laughs> right i mean my mom knows all of my dating stories yeah but... so is my mom <laughs> but i think um this was good like people really people really need that so that healthy sense of confidence in this process like it's dangerous if you don't yeah it can really get you into a dark place so yeah well i guess last thing so okay. when you get into the the um, point where you doubt yourself, what do you do? Because when I walk out of CBCL, I'm like... Like, how do you pick yourself up? Yeah. Um, oh, this is nice. So, I... 
So, okay, if I'm on an exam and I see a question or, question or an answer and I'm like, I don't know this, I've never seen it in my life. Um, often I'll look at it and I'll just be like, well, maybe not an exam because I don't have time to think this or, much. Or I was like, or you can talk about, remember last test, what you did differently? Like a Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah okay, good, yeah. That's good, that's good. Yeah, you um, <laughs> So, yes, when I know I'm doubting myself, because um, I have really bad test anxiety. Yeah. So, I remembered, I went back to my post-fact practices, and I remembered, like, Dr. Paul really emphasizing, you know, taking time to get mentally acclimated with the testing space. Maybe she made me into a hippie. I don't know. <laughs> but <clears throat> really taking that time. So, I got to campus about two hours before my exam, um, unpacked. Uh, this thing called like brain vomit really helped me for the MCAT. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I practice like brain vomiting before each exam, like with a piece of paper, all the information that I'm like memorizing. So, um, doing that and really just like taking time to like breathe and like get comfortable. And I think during my breathing process, this is really personal. Yes. Um, while breathing, I really tell myself like somebody saw my application, somebody saw my value, like I need to as well. Mm-hmm. That was like a total stranger. That is great. Yeah, yeah, a total stranger saw my credentials, saw my numbers, and was like, she would make a great physician. You just have to believe that too. And, you know, if you're applying now, and um, maybe you're waiting on an interview, maybe you're waiting on, you know, um, results, whether you got in or not, be confident in the fact that you got to this mm-hmm. point. Like, you graduated yep. with your degree. Mm-hmm. And somebody, you know, saw that value in you. They, they were proud of you. They expected you to go out into this world and do great. And I don't care if that has to be the person that handed you the diploma. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody did. Uh, and even if it's, you know, you being in high school, you waking up, showing the class, like, you have to instill that, that confidence in yourself. Yeah. And whether people see it or not, they'll only see it if you make them see it. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And then to add on to that, one thing, like, I always say to Kia is, like, I, for those of you who are religious, like, I just feel like God, like, really sets everything up, like, the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, And where you are in life, like, sometimes, like, you might not be where you want to, but, like, he's setting up the paths um, and everything, like, in the correct way so that you, when you do get to where you want to be, it's... You're perfect. So, you're perfect, and it's so much more worth it than you ever thought. So, like, yeah. I, I really, for me, like, when I am discouraged, like, I really, like, take a step back, and I'm like, I... Like, I feel like God put me here for a reason, and, like, he wouldn't put me here to watch me fail. No. So, like, that's... Well, really, because I know for me, the second I get stressed, I will sleep and I will, I will be like, start doubting myself. Yeah. I get super nervous and I'm like, I, I don't even want to look at the stuff and I just start working myself up. So I like, I really have to take a step back and be like, I'm here for a reason, purpose. Like I, I'm not going to fail now. Right. So yeah, that's absolutely true. And we talk about it all the time. Like I, I would not change the post back for anything. Like, at all. I wouldn't change having to go to the post back. I wouldn't change, uh, you know, having the experience uh, that setback for anything. Because I feel like it's made me... Thank you, Flo. You always do this. We have, a, we have a code for when we get up. And she never does the code. She don't even know the code. Anyway, um, I wouldn't change that for the world. Because I feel like that's what got me to this point. Yeah. You know, that's what got me succeeding in medical school. That's what got me studying efficiently if that's what you want to call what I do but um that got me to this point and I think that was very necessary to see me through it so 
There's just things in your life that you may not really understand why. Oh, no. But there's a why. Yeah, there is a why. Yeah. Yeah. And some things are for the best. Sometimes the best things that happen, you don't know why. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and <laughs> it, it ends up being the thing that would have held you back way more than you can imagine. Yes, because I, I really, like, if I would have gotten into med school, like, the first time I applied, I would be clawing to the nail girl i would be barely breathing i would need like a bendy straw and i would i'd be sucking a little bit of air that, that you could get yeah and there'd be a hole in it yeah but <laughs> now i feel like i could doggy paddle you know bro you still could, drowning you could but i could doggy paddle you could go on your back and float you're, you're doing amazing <laughs> but you know what i mean yeah. like there's all right so anchor cut us off um which reminded <laughs> me that i need to put our uh promo at the beginning which i will um but we're gonna go ihop so do you have have anything else stay blessed stay energized work out confidence drink your water drink your water um eat at least two fruit a day smile tell someone they're compliment someone i feel like rbf is an excuse i'm just gonna say it resting bitch face oh it's an excuse you can smile yeah you can smile (laughs) that's not a thing no um, yeah. And, uh, just be great. Be a good human. Mm-hmm. Just, and yeah. Cause karma is in the air and oh. I, I know it. Yeah. She keeps her sneakers on. <laughs> the girl is on the go. She's chasing you if you're not being nice. No. So, all right guys. Oh, happy birthday to my family. Yay. Yeah. It's my brother. Both my Celebrate brothers. Celebrate good times. The flow is ready to go, bro. <laughs> no, my mom loved that song. Wow. There's a party going on right here. Boom, boom, boom. Let's celebrate. <laughs> oh, God. Let's have a good oh, time. Oh, we were doing well. And a laughter, too. We're going to celebrate. Party <laughs> with you. Celebration. <laughs> Wow, this is an old little episode. We say like three's company and then <laughs> anyway, um yes. So have a good week guys. Bye.